Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. It definitely had excite attached to it, which, which was good. Hey, this morning, uh, what I want to do is just share a little bit of the vision of the church and where we're heading. It's kind of, it's build month, and uh, build is one of the planks which we build on in the church. And I, and I, many of you will have heard this before, but I want to share it again because I know that there's new people coming into the church, and I want to keep us on track, and I want to make sure that we're heading together in the same direction and uh, the key scripture around, you know, when, when I was planning the church and when Priscilla and I was thinking about this, saying, God, give me a scripture for the church. How do we do this? What does it look like? What shapes this? And I, a great believer in the word of God and Bible as a basis to um, build things on. So this verse, Isaiah 40, is kind of like the mandate uh, for the church and who we are. And it's this little scripture, it's out of Isaiah, and Isaiah, he's prophesying forward, and he's speaking of John the Baptist, and like John the Baptist, he was a forerunner to Jesus, he's kind of announcing the way of Jesus, and I also think it's brilliant for church, and it goes like this, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, it's kind of make a way for Jesus, prepare, and it says, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places are plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. And kind of the, the subtitle of this, this month is this thing of remove the obstacles. And, and what I see, and part of the scripture is, is this thing of, of valleys raised up, you know, and mountains lowered, and, and the rough ground would be made smooth. You know, how, I mean, you know, there's so many obstacles to people finding Christ. You know, we're trying to help people discover who Jesus is, but they kind of know, they, they miss him and they have different perspectives on who Jesus is. And we've got to remove those obstacles so that the glory of God would be revealed. You know, there'd be a revelation. Because you can try and twist people's arms. You can try and, you know, smack people over the head. Don't try doing that and everything like that. But until there becomes this moment of revelation of who Jesus is, this revelation of who Christ is, and, and as a church and as people, the more of these obstacles we can remove so that they can get there. Who's ever come across obstacles, you know, on their journey in life? You're going, oh, man, you know, even like last weekend driving to Kerry Kerry, you know, I'm usually a calm, patient, nice, you know, even-tempered person. Um, but you drive the motorway. Don't look at me like that, Steph. <laughs> and driving on the, the, the motorway and you're going, you know, you get trying to get somewhere, and suddenly there's roadworks, and there's Walkworth, and then there's Wellsford, and then there's like you know, and there's roadblocks and roadworks and stupid drivers and uh, people there, and you come across, man, I just need to get where I'm going, and and there's all these obstacles. Has it ever felt like that? You know, in life, you're going, oh man, I just seem to be getting, you know, a hundred k an hour, and I'm cruising, and it's all good, and I'm making good progress. These like, and you put on the brakes, and you. Just sit in traffic and get slightly frustrated, which is, you know, which kind of happens. But it's kind of this thing. It's time to remove the obstacles. It's time to remove some of those roadblocks. It's time to smash them down. Because if we don't, what we tend to do in life is we just go around in circles. 
You know, we, we, we come up against a, a wall, a hurdle, a roadblock, and, and you kind of soften life. You get there and you, and you face the thing and you go, you know, that's too big or that's too hard or I don't like that. And what we often do is we turn around and we go walk around in the other direction and we go roundabout and we walk around. And for some reason or another, we almost seem to always come back to that same thing. And unless we face it, it's like the, the Israelites in the wilderness, you know, there's giants to be faced. You know, if we're going to be more than conquerors in Christ, if we're going to be more, there needs to be something to conquer. There needs to be something which we actually face and actually deal with. And we can wander around in the wilderness for 40 years or whatever, going around in circles until we actually face the thing which we need to face and conquer it and take that big sucker on. Say, I'm going I'm to remove that obstacle. And that something would rise up within us, that something would rise within us and say, okay, it's time. This thing is not going to defeat me. This thing is not going to take me down. I'm going through this wall. You know, kick it down, smash it down. Do what you need to do to actually get through to the other side. You know, sometimes we we, we just don't want to just keep doing the same old, same old, going around in circles again and again. You know, don't be dismayed when you face an obstacle. Don't be dismayed. You can't, ah, how did that get there? Who put that there? Come on. The giants are there, the obstacles are there to be conquered. Come on. That there's some strength would rise up within us. You know, the, the mission statement of our church, very, very simple, because I'm simple, it says to, we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. We exist. Our, our whole purpose in this church is just to help people find and follow Jesus. That would remove the obstacles so that people can find Christ and discover who he is. And then, not just find him, but follow him. That would create disciples. That this thing of following Christ and doing what he has called us to do. And, and there's four planks which we talk about which, which you kind of roll along to, to do this. And the first one... and see, Got brought my lovely planks from the side of my house along. Um, the first one is belong. So we're inclusive, okay? You're welcome to come as you are. Uh, we're all on a journey, okay? None of us are perfect. You probably worked that out already. But we love community. We love doing life together. We love hanging out. We love food. We love eating together. And that thing is just come and belong. And you can belong before you believe, you know? Just come and Check it out and find out how things are going. The, the next thing, my, my hope is that at some point that people would come to this point of faith where they believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You know, I have decided to follow Jesus. That at some point that decision and that we believe, we, we believe, we say yes to God. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us and help us. So we make that decision to believe. The third thing along this is build. You know, the, the church is the one thing that Jesus said he would build on this planet. He said, I will build my church. Gates of hell will not prevail. And he's building his church. He's making something happen. And, and as a church, we need, we need to build something together. But the, the church is the people. It's not a building. The church is us. And I think as we grow people, as we grow big people, that's how church grows, that we should not be the same people that we were a year ago, that we should be growing in God and there'll be that stretch, that enlargement of heart and who we are. See, the church grows as we grow in God. Uh, and I want to encourage you, come on. Let, let that, that God build you. Let him enlarge you. That the Spirit of God will get upon you. Say, come on. Let's build something together. And the fourth thing around this is, is beyond, that we extend beyond the four walls of the church, that we're not just in here 
And that's what I loved about, you know, the fun day Sunday thing in the park, that we stretch beyond the four walls of the church, that we reach out and mission and heart and the community and, and all that good stuff. See, God, God's building you, you know, under construction, okay? See, God, God hasn't finished with us yet. It's only the beginning. He, he would enlarge us, he enlarge our capacity and enlarge our heart. You know, and I was thinking about this whole thing is what season are we in? You know, what, as a church, what season are we in and what has God called us to do? And this whole thing is, is like, for me, it's this preparing the ground, getting the soil ready, removing the obstacles before you build. You know, even with this construction thing, it's kind of like before you lay the road down, you've got to get it flat and make it work. A couple of years ago, we, uh, we did some housing renovations and uh, Rom- oh, Romney must be out. Actually, the first time we met Amelia, Amelia Romney turned up at my house and uh, helped demolish my garage. Maybe, yeah. This is, uh, so, this is the back of my house, and uh, this is preparing the ground. And I had an old double garage on there, and uh, it got, we demolished it. And Romney came around. Amelia sat on the doorstep. Our house. Our house. <laughs> I'm getting told, our house. And uh, turned up. Got the digger in, cranked out the concrete and everything like that. And I, and I kind of feel like that is, that is like a picture of where we're at as a church at the moment, is, is that we're laying foundations, that we are putting things down, we're getting the steel reinforcing out, we're laying a concrete pad. And uh, lots of work needs to go into getting the surface ready. You know, and, and build is a bit, bit painful, right? You know, if anyone's ever built something, it's kind of that painful, you know, always costs way more than you hoped it would and uh, takes way longer than you thought it would. And, and it's inconvenient. Like Priscilla had no laundry for a year, six months, I don't know, a long time. We had a portaloo. That was awesome. And uh, <laughs> but, but there's that, that, that season where you go, oh, man, how do we shape this thing up? How, how do we make it happen? And then maybe the next photo, this is... Uh, once the house is built, see, totally different, see, way better, and we doubled the size of our house, and it was growth, and, and we can have people come and stay, and people around, and the youth turn up, and, and it's awesome, the, ha- it's, the house is enlarged, and it's worth it, when you come to the end, you go, man, that was worth it, it was a big season, but it was worth it, and it enlarges you, and, and I think that's the picture of where, as a church, is it's, it's this time to remove the obstacles, it's time to lay that platform, to lay the foundation, and I was thinking about, you know, the, the parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8, and the stories, this is a story which Jesus told, and it goes like this, a, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path that was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell along among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants, but still other seed fell on good soil that came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And his disciples asked him, what does this parable mean? And he said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that those seeing they may not see, though hearing they might understand. Then he tells the the, the meaning of the parable. He says this, the seed is the word of God. We've got to sow the word of God. You know, the the word of God doesn't return void. 
And those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word with their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy. They hear it come on! But they have no root and they believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures and don't mature. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. And that's what I'm believing for. I'm praying for and believing for a, a, a crop, you know. One of which is 30, 60, 100 fold, you know, of the goodness of God. And, and we have these four different types of soil. We've got the, you know, the, 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 the seeds which fall on the path. And it just sits on the top of the path. Nothing happens. Can't penetrate. Can't even get established. Then there's the rocky ground where it springs up quickly, then withers. It's got no roots. doesn't get there. And then we've got the thorny place where it gets choked out by, the, you know, by life and all its demands. And then we've got this good soil. But here, here's, the, here's the revelation behind it. You ready for the revelation? The revelation is we can change the soil. We can change the soil. We have the opportunity and the ability to change what the soil looks like. See, when you plant something, ask James. What, <laughs> he's the agricultural guy. who uh, He's just planted something in my garden for me, which is awesome. <laughs> and, and what you do is, is you remove the rocks. You remove, you put fertilizer down, you water it. You know? See, I'm, I'm believing for a harvest... But it will be limited if we don't prepare the ground. It'll be limited. It will just say, oh, man, we sowed some stuff there. and uh, But if we get the ground right, if we prepare the ground, if we take the time to do it, see, we will only build to the level that we're prepared for, the strength of the foundations. And I believe, man, we are laying some good foundations. You know, when I look around even this morning at the church and go, man, there are some absolutely ridiculously amazing people in this church who God has added to this place and placed in this building. And I think, man, I am so incredibly grateful for the people who has sent along. And we need to celebrate. That's, you know, next Sunday, second birthday. Okay, come on, let's come together, we celebrate and say, God, thank you for your goodness and your favour to us and your blessing to us. You know, we're, we're becoming established as a church. We're, we're no longer in the pioneering phase. Thank goodness we've got through the pioneering phase of just, you know, how do we do this thing? But we're still, I believe, you know, we're still in the really early stages as a church. You know, it's like, it's like that seedling thing, which is just popping out of the ground. And, and we're starting to develop, we're try, starting to work out who we are and what God has got for us. Um, there's a scripture in Matthew 13, um, which talks about, a mustard seed, and I don't think I'll put it up there, but it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in, this, in its branches. And, and all I see is this, you know, this, this seedling which grows and it becomes this tree, and, and where people can come and perch in the branches, they'll find shelter, they'll find faith, they'll find life, they'll find health, they'll find the goodness of God. And it grows, but it starts out as the small mustard seed. And, and that we're not despised the, the, the small beginnings or the small things going, ah, how, how are we doing this? How are we doing this? But the goodness of God is, is with us. 
one of the things around this whole build month, and uh, one, one of the seed and put as part of the DNA of the church, and we did that, that last year, is that we take this build offering once a year. You know, as you know, uh, how we're wired as as a church, we don't want to make a big song and dance about money and big pressure around it. But twice a year, we're going to be taking offerings. One is the build offering, and one is the beyond offering. So the the uh, build offering is at the last Sunday of this month, and the beyond offering is in, in September. And the beyond offering is obviously for community outreach missions and all that stuff. The build offering is around capital expenditure. It's about preparing it's not going to be spent on wages or just the day-to-day running of the church but it's on expansion and on growth and you know as I said before it's it's never about a building it's always about people but we need to accommodate people and and as I was thinking about this thing to go forward around this is prepare do the groundwork lay some foundations and uh, my sense is that at some point my hope is that we will outgrow this building and that we need to look at, at some point, leasing a building. You know, at the moment, we just use this on a Sunday, and which is awesome, and I absolutely love this, but maybe in a year's time, maybe in two years' time, that we need to lease a building. And I, I want us to be prepared for that, that we would have some money set aside so that we can buy a sound system, that we can buy some chairs, that we can do that and fit out a building and, and, and do it well. You know, we need to... First step is, obviously, we've got to fill this one, Right? Come on, let's, let's fill this one. And then, uh, then we, we look at that. I don't want to get caught short. You know, I, I don't want to get in a year's time, two years' time, and, and, and hit this obstacle. Oh, man, we're full. Oh, man, we need to build. We need to, you know, lease a building. We've got nothing to do it, you know, and we end up, I don't know, nowhere. But I, I think if we lay the foundations now, and I'm not looking, hey, we're going to buy a building and we're going to, you know, we need to do... I don't know, massive fundraising or building funds and everything like that. But what I want us to do is prepare now. You know, if anyone's brought a house, you know, you've got to prepare, you've got to work out to it, you've got to try and raise that deposit and get things happening. And I want us as a church just to go, okay, let's prepare. Let's get ready for that. How do we do this? And, and, and I always, around finances, always love the scripture in Second Corinthians 9 verse 7. And it's just... It resonates with me in my heart around it. It says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And can I ask you around finances, and I know you do this already, you're an incredible church, give generously. Just be generous. That that spirit will be upon us. And, and it's different for different people. Generosity is different. You know, it's, it's equal sacrifice. It's not equal giving. You know, some people are in a position to give more, some will give less, and that's okay. We're in different seasons around it. But can I ask, hey, let's everybody just do something. Just say, hey, I'm with you. Come on, let's do this. Even, you know, putting 50 bucks or whatever, it's good. Do something. And then it goes on, do, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart. Okay? So what I'd love you to do is, is go away and think about it, pray about it, and think it through. What could you do over six months? You know, and with the build offering, we take pledges and things with that. And then it goes on, not reluctantly or under compulsion. So one of the rules around our church is that no arm twisting, no spiritual manipulation, and no high-pressure tactics, right? Okay, we're not doing that, okay? If anyone does that, you have my permission to opt out. It's not, we're not 
we're not arm twisting or any of that sort of stuff. You know, and I know some people get antsy about around offerings, and I know some people get antsy around building funds and, and around that. If it's too hard for you and you think, oh man, bleh, I give you permission to opt out. Don't let this be an obstacle. Don't let finances be a stumbling block to you. Just allow that. And then the verse goes on. For God loves a cheerful giver. And, and this, this is my heart around everything we do, around serving, around giving, everything, that, that they would come cheerfully. Say, come on, God, you're a good God. I love you. I want to sow. I want to believe. Let's position ourselves in that place of cheerful giving. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you're about in every good work. And I love this. God's a, God's a good God. He's an abundant God. And he has this incredible ability to bless us and make a way for us. I can, you know, I can tell you story after story after story of the goodness of God that we be position ourselves in this place of faith. We say, God, goodness of God around it. A um, couple of other things I want to just cover off around, around this is uh, someone's asking me, hey, who is the team in church? Who's, who's, who's the people who run this thing? So on the board or the eldership or whoever we are um, is uh, myself and Priscilla, my wonderful wife Priscilla, is Doug and Nicole over here and Steve and Steph over here. And I just want to honour and thank these guys. These guys have absolutely been an incredible strength to me personally and Priscilla over the last couple of years and they make things happen. They turn up. They do things. They lead worship. We go, Steph, can you lead worship? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> and, and brilliant people. Absolutely God-sent people around our, our world, and I want to honour them. Um, Romney and Amelia have uh, running the youth uh, probably out there somewhere at the moment. Uh, again, so wonderful Leilani has done a brilliant job setting the youth up for the last couple of years, and she's handed that over to Romney. Romney and Amelia, and uh, so so they're doing that and running that. Kylie Williamson, again, she's upstairs, is running the kids' church, and she is amazing, and um, support her. Parents look after her, bless her. Um, she just one of the great people in the church. Um, so with hospitality, um, so Glynis who is sitting over here, is picking up hospitality. Uh, well, Carolyn's stepping down from that just at the moment. Well, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, Glynis, again, so, you know, when we did the Fun Day Sunday thing the other week, Glynis just, man, she made that whole thing happen, the food and everything like that, and brilliant. So I really appreciate you. Andrew's still uh, running the front of house and everything there and gathering some people with that as well, which is awesome. Who, who else we got there? With um, worship at the moment. So... I know this is crazy. We've actually sent out a worship team from our church this Sunday, which is <laughs> so Trevor and Vakari and uh, Steve and Shah are all out running a worship conference this Sunday morning. I mean, we're at a level. We're just sending out our musicians. It's crazy. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Um, so myself, uh, Steph and, and Steve Barrett boys are you know, together to head up the worship thing, make that all, all happen. Um, Dawn is running Pathfinders with the business community. Jeff and Annie running a connect group. Connect groups, different things which are happening there. Uh, what else do I need to talk to you about? Update on the church trust. I know some of this stuff is boring and you don't know about it, but uh, we're 
creating our own church trust, so becoming an independent church. When we started, uh, and at the moment we sit under the trust of C3 Howick, but they're basically saying once you get to a level where you are financially and people viable, uh, we release you to be your own church. And so we're just in the process of setting up our own trust to do that. We're still main connection with Howick and the different C3s, which is, which is good um, in doing that. Um, the other thing I was excited, I met with Matt Watts this week, and we're looking, Matt works for our advertising company, and we're looking at doing some, um, coming up with a, a promotional strategy. Um, you're going to come in some advertising, oh, well, we'll probably be on TV or something, it'll be amazing, I don't know. <laughs> see our faces. Yeah, big ball with our faces. Is, is, is. We'll, not be, we'll not be happy. <laughs> we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but what, what, that's, what I want this morning, and, and what I've been praying about this, this, is this thing, is to remove the obstacles. Maybe we just stand. I want to position ourselves in this, in this place of, of faith this morning. 